Hey, welcome back to the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am uh, your host, as always, Cody, sitting down with my co-host, Robert. And we are going to be talking about uh, an upsell that if you have not already gotten started on this for the year, the, the window is closing. So you have to get started if you're going to do Christmas lights this year for your lawn care and landscaping business, you absolutely have to get started now. Yeah, if you, like you mentioned in the YouTube video, which guys, check out the YouTube video. With holiday lighting, you should have started uh, two days ago. But if you're listening right now, start right now. You still have time, guys. When when we want to start lighting, when do you think we should? Right around the 1st of November, the second Halloween is done. Uh, don't think about Thanksgiving at all uh, because there's no outside stuff to do for Thanksgiving, maybe some fall cleanups. We want to be thinking about Christmas lights instantly. Um, and we want to be selling them instantly. And here's the thing. They are insanely profitable installs. It takes a few hours. People are willing to spend. If you're in the right neighborhood, people are willing to spend a lot of money to make their house look great, right? It's a really easy thing to sell via photos. So what I would recommend is do your house, work with like an existing client to do it on the cheap. Get some pictures out so that your emails to other clients can have pictures of what their house could look like. Yeah, when we when we're running the ads, it's this is like we're talking about. This is like one of the best things to even advertise because yeah, the copy is important and the message is important, but the words really speak for the entire project and they sell for themselves. The and pictures speak for the the entire. Did project. I say words? You said words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, pictures. Yeah. This is really one of those situations where normally I'm a big believer in a, a headline being an attention grabber. In this case, you know, a picture of a house with some awesome Christmas lights is really worth a thousand words, uh, just can beat out a good headline. The headline needs to be, you know, just pushing them to the CTA so they can click and, and have you come out and give a quote. So in our YouTube video this week, I kind of talk about just like the very basics Kind of taking what you already know about lawn care pricing and just pivoting that to think about Christmas lights. So a little more nuts and bolts over there. And I think what Robert and I want to talk to you about for the show is, you know, just thinking about, is this right for you? Is this right for your business? Some of the key benefits that, that we have written down in our notes are that this is going to help you keep employees on longer. Like the closer you can get to having people 12 months out of the year working, and this will push into January, right? Because people are going to keep their lights up through New Year's and then want them taken down. So you're going to be able to keep guys on the payroll into like early January. And then, you know, hopefully you can put together some maintenance projects. You've got some money set aside. You can keep guys on until like late winter, early spring when you're ready to like actually start things back up again. Take having to like lay off guys there's a high chance they won't want to come back to work with you because they might, well, they want to, they want something that's uh, more permanent. So this will help keep your top guys and be able to actually have a like top performing team all year. So it'll help really, and it'll help with the work culture too, because these guys are not going to be thinking like when this time of year comes around, Oh man, we're about to lose half the crew. Instead, they're like, okay, we have, we're just going to transition to lighting. Yeah, it, it turns you into an outdoor company versus we cut grass, 
right? So you want to always be thinking like there's branding externally to your customers that presents you as this like outdoor company that takes care of anything I need with my outdoor spaces. But a thing we don't talk about a lot is the importance of internal branding, right? We want people to know that we're the kind of company that does this. And the big thing that you're communicating here, and it's important to communicate it when you're launching a new service like this, is, hey, we are fighting to make sure that we as a team take care of each other, that that we do everything we can while keeping the business afloat to, to keep guys on as long as possible. You know, hopefully that is something that is valuable to you as a business owner uh, and you you genuinely care about your employees. But if you need the sort of make it make sense with the math, it's better for business to keep your employees around year round, right? You don't want to have to do the thing where you're hiring a whole new cast of guys in the spring and then you're turning work down in the spring and into the summer because you can't get guys because they went to another company that could keep them on for the year or they went to just a completely different industry and you lost someone that you had already put money into their training, them doing a good job. You're having to buy new uniforms now because they left and you don't want to give somebody used uniforms. You know, all of these costs add up. You've, I know you've experienced that. I think everybody's experienced this where you've worked somewhere where there's high turnover. Once you realize that how high the turnover is, you're like, okay, I'm out of here too because I'm training somebody all the time. Yeah. So like, I'm or like to- I'm training someone and I don't feel like I have a good grasp on my job. <laughs> I know working in restaurants, people would would come to me and be like, hey Cody, how do I do this? And it's like I've been here for six weeks. I, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, you're the you're the veteran at six weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm the veteran now. <laughs> okay. So I feel like we've talked a lot about benefits to the business that you could weigh. These are really, really profitable jobs because they're they're so compelling to clients. They're compelling on the business side in that they are really profitable and that they keep employees on longer. To make this sort of a perennial thing, we want to talk about like in future years when you should start getting this service ready. And the first thing that you should do, and this is actually something for next year that will happen in a couple months which is stock up on lights when they go on sale and clearance after Christmas. You want to have these things. And if you've got some storage in the shop, you want to stock up on whatever lights were your best sellers this year, stock up on them for next year so that you can double down on that. As far as selling the service goes, you want to start prepping your campaigns next year in October and then start selling in early November. What I would recommend this year is kind of going in a mad dash to get things out the door as quickly as you can. Send a few emails with no pictures to get people signed up. Take pictures of the first few jobs. And we kind of talk about some of the nitty gritty of pricing in the YouTube video. So go refer to that if you want some help with pricing. Yeah, even with um, doing ads, Cody, we started running some for a couple of companies around October like 20th, around that time. And even within the week and a half, we still had a solid amount of estimates already coming in. So that was before the peak. So And and also that will help because it'll get your ad running for a little bit. That way Facebook can basically find the audience for you. So it gives it time to find the audience and you'll have better deliverability when it's crucial and you want to maybe put more dollars towards it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if you can start a little bit before Halloween, that that is awesome. So if you're hopefully, you know, you're making notes for next year, putting together, this is just kind of like a pro tip that I would recommend putting together for your business. This is something my old boss used to talk about all the time is before the new year starts, putting together your entire calendar of what services you're going to be doing when they need to be sold so that you have a map of your marketing for the entire year going into the year. So hopefully you're going to be putting that together and we'll probably put together some content about that uh, before the end of the year here. Okay, our next question, when should you sell holiday lighting? We've already talked about, you know, kind of launching those campaigns in November, but then your peak. So what Robert was just saying about kind of spooling things up early, you know, maybe with a little bit lower spend, but just to kind of get an idea for which ads work then you want your peak to your your peak selling season for this is going to be like the two weeks before Thanksgiving and then a little bit after, but it's going to fall off a cliff two weeks after Thanksgiving. Once we're into December, it's not really going to be worth it to increase your marketing spend. You should just be worried then about finishing up any, any last second jobs that have come through. But I can tell you that like right now uh, where I live in Dallas, Christmas lights are going up commercially. Uh, already trees are being wrapped so those big like commercial landscape uh lighting install projects are happening right now and as far as how do we go about selling it cody focus on upsells and look towards the more affluent areas that always helps (laughs) yeah i mean just think about so where where my wife works in the suburbs of dallas there is a neighborhood that is known as like, this is the neighborhood everyone goes to for Christmas lights. There's a company that runs like carriages through there. So every every town has that neighborhood, right? And so I think your goal, your aspiration would be to, to start breaking into a neighborhood like that, where it's almost become a like keeping up with the Joneses competition as far as Christmas lights. And, and you want the people in that neighborhood who want the like the curb appeal of it without the the effort of the like, you know, crazier DIY stuff that people do with Christmas lights. So I would think like that kind of neighborhood that has that reputation already is a great place to advertise. But then also you want to look for similarly affluent neighborhoods that, that want that property to look good and have the, uh, you know, excess income to pay you to do it. Really, like if you do landscape projects, it is probably the same neighborhoods that you're targeting for higher scale projects. So I would I would start looking there at your already your best clients and and sell to them. And you can even look before you run your Facebook ads, run a couple of email campaigns and look in your service area at the cluster of who's signing up, uh, who's requesting a quote, who's who's following through on on booking the work. And then focus your hyper-local ads on the places that are converting. Uh, I now live in rural Arkansas. There's a neighborhood out here with, with the lights. So- <laughs> everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, there's the neighborhood that everyone knows. is like, this is where you go to sip cocoa and look at lights. Yeah. Big thing to remember here is that selling to your existing list is, is much easier. They already know and trust you. Um, you know, we, we beat that drum all the time here because it is so, so important to increase your average spend per client. That is a way to get more return on the initial investment of getting that lead in the door 
is to sell them multiple things down the line. We never want to get into the, the idea of like, we have to get more money out of them. The, the point is that you want to provide more value to them so that they're a happier customer because a happier customer is a stickier customer and it rewards all aspects of the business to continue doing good work for them. Absolutely, Cody. Focus on making them happy because everybody likes to be happy. And that makes you happy and your employees happy. Yeah. Do we want to jump into how to price Christmas lightings? I think for the pricing, you should go to the YouTube video. There will be a link in the description of this podcast episode to, to talk about how to price Christmas lights and get that started in the business. The big thing I would say is what we talked about last week with the kind of good, better, best pricing structure. I'm really in love with that. It was a thing that I feel like I knew for a long time and then had just sort of not thought about for a while. And so I really want to challenge people to be thinking about that. Anytime you're rolling out a new service, how can you sort of create multiple tiers of pricing out of it so that you can build an upsell into the upsell? Yeah, because with like good, better, best with lighting, you know, maybe your good is a wreath and bushes. And Cody, chime in if I'm if you want to throw anything in there. But and maybe your medium is okay here. When is, the ladder comes out. When the ladder comes out. And then your you know, your best is kind of like the is the you got the house done, the the reef, the bushes, if it's a obviously two-story house. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You I mean, I think that, that is exactly what what they should do. And you should be thinking about this in terms of this pricing structure is based on how much effort it's going to take y'all to do and is sort of the easy, medium, hard structure, right? We, we need to price according to the, the amount of labor that's going to go into the job. Like we talk about in the YouTube video that you need to uh, time yourself so that you know how long it takes so that you can kind of try to build it into the same pricing we've talked about for lawn care where you need to know your kind of basic overhead costs so that when you have that time that it takes to do something, you can multiply it by a rate and know, okay, we need to charge this to do this kind of job because it's going to take us this long. And it's much better to, you know, kind of pad and overcharge than, than to end up losing money on the job. And yeah. Robert, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this because I am kind of torn on the letting people buy the lights from you versus leasing them year over year. So I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. I was actually just reading about it. I already had my own thoughts. And then I was like, okay, let me read about it. And one thing I saw about buying versus renting that makes a lot of sense is, okay, let's say somebody buys it from you. Well, obviously they have to store it. And, but they also are stuck with that choice. And what I mean by that, let's say they wanted, they wanted a different light combination or different mm -hmm. colors. They don't, they're not going to have that choice if they bought it. Now they have to buy more from you or rent more from you. And that is something that you can bring to the table once you're talking with them and say, Hey, if you, if you rent from us, if say you only rent, well, you rent from us, you have the option to change how much you want. Maybe this year you only got your house done. And then next year you decide, okay, I actually want my bushes and a wreath done. If you're renting, you can easily upgrade. And also you can change if you wanted a different style or not as much lit or more lit. So I'm like really leaning towards the renting. Plus, yeah. 
it makes you more money because <laughs> it's it's yours. Being able to reuse those strands year after year, because also now that we've made the transition from incandescent to LED, they're going to last so much longer. You know, I think that maybe this the reason this debate is kind of like a hang up for me is that I think that it might be a little bit of a vestige of older technology that like this debate made more sense when it was like, do you want to be responsible for maintaining all of these incandescent bulbs when they're going to constantly break? So right. I think that that might be part of it. I, I think renting them out is probably the better call. And I think that that is kind of the conclusion we came to in the YouTube video as well. You know, I've, I thought the same thing about, yeah, the technology is at a point where you don't really have to worry about fixing. And so I do get the buying standpoint. But do you think, I kind of thought about this. I mean, what about offering? Could you offer them both? How do you feel about that? Or do you think that's just juggling too much and thinking? About I it? think especially if you are listening to our podcast on November 4th and deciding to do this, complicating it by having multiple things here. I would rather you, if you're going to have a complication in here, I would rather it be the pricing. I would rather you have three tiers of pricing and just pick one or the other for the lights and build profitability into your pricing based on whatever you decide. I think that as long as you can store the lights, if you've got room in the shop or even, you know, in your own attic to store lights for next year, I would rather you do that because then it's like an equipment purchase versus, uh, you know, just a one and done sale of these lights to the customer. And then next year you have to carry that cost again uh, when you're doing it. I would, I would rather you own something at the end of the day than just pass it on to somebody else. They're going to expect to pay less next year. True, All the Cody. people that want the exact same thing are going to expect to pay less because part of it was the cost of the lights. And surely that was more than 50%, right? No, that's, that, that's a solid point too, Cody. And then also I just thought about where they're thinking if they buy it, they're also going to be looking at the price tag of buying it. They'll say, let me think about it. And they're going to go on Target or whatever and say, geez, I'm paying how much over to buy these from them? So it's like, it's a little bit renting it. It's just going to sound lower all the time. So yeah. And you get the, you get the real benefit of being able to sell it as, Hey, you can, you know, we're going to store these for you all year, right? Like you come back to us, like we put them up, we take them down. There's no stress. There's no climbing up the ladder into the attic. We store them next year. You want a completely different plan next year. You want to, you know, multicolored next year instead of the clear lights we've got you what we, you know whatever you need next year we're going to meet that and really hopefully someone else is going to want you know your clear lights from last year so you know we're going to make it work and i i think it's going to be much better for you to rent them out yeah final verdict but sound Just off in uh in the comments of the youtube video if, uh, <laughs> if you disagree i'm more than willing to hear you out yeah, man. Well, I think that that's probably about all we've got to say about selling Christmas lights here. Get started. Get out yeah. there and, and get it done this weekend. And if you remember, since get those at, at the minimum for marketing, guys, get those emails out like now. Okay. Yeah. Start off with emails. And then if you, if you run want to run those pay-per-click ads, uh, hit us up and we'll get them running ASAP. We're quick yeah, with we it. can definitely, like I said, in the YouTube video, if you're trying to do holiday light campaigns, we will get you to the top of the pile and we'll get them out the door. 
um, for that that peak selling season right before Thanksgiving, we will get you there. We'll sign off. Grow your business at light speed, guys. Thanks for listening. That's right. We'll see you next week.